if we can get on something less disgusting. You're on the rug podcast for that. <laughs> March 3rd, 2021. This is Rare Encounter, encounter number 34. Born while mother was skydiving. Hold on to that cord! I'm Abel Kirby. <laughs> and slaying demons like it's going out of style. I'm Cold Acid. <laughs> and riding the waves on horseback, I'm Carolyn Blaney. Woo! Welcome, We've Carolyn. Got a guest. But how do you do that? Two in a row. Oh, magic. Yeah, two in a row. Yeah, you yeah. had you had Fletcher on last week for episode thirty-three. Mm-hmm. But I'm we, not we superstitious do... though, so it doesn't mean anything oh. to me. Just so you know. Oh, we are going for the hat trick though. Hmm. Oh, I'm hat trick. Yeah. Well, well, for right now, uh, we're just at two. We'll have to see what happens next week to see if anyone else comes on. I've right. got plans. <laughs> <laughs> Son of the bitch! My plan right Ooh, now that was is a good crack. That was, I've got a white claw, because that's what I a felt like claw? getting. Mango flavor, because I'm a trashy white bitch. You know, it, it is International uh, Women's Month, and that is, that is the choice, <laughs> choiciest uh, uh, brew that you, could, that you could crack open for, for such a month. And, and you have me on for March 3rd, so 3-3, three, three, and then if you add 2 plus 1, it's 3 that's so cool. Episode 34. Oh, <laughs> uh, geez. It's great. Yeah. And so, yeah, you did get the 33 in there. Hmm. I did. That numerology did. works. Yeah, hmm. it totally does. And it's the same date in England as in America. 3333? 3333. Three, 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 three. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Same for April 4th. That'll be the same. Mm. That'll be, yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> that is just some sage information. <laughs> what, what about doing May? A show on April fourth, though, is there May fifth? What if there would be some Mexican holiday? Oh, Day oh, of uh, the Dead. <laughs> oh, speaking of Mexicans, de <laughs> I've got here a fruit punch haritos. Haritos, and I hope I did that right because I don't want to get Fletcher yelled at again. Mm. <laughs> uh, and I have uh, this was cold. Otherwise, I was going to have something. I was going to have wine, but. Um, this is a uh, Miller High Life, the champagne of the smoker. Yeah, that's good. We're we're not fancy enough for wine. No. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna get I was gonna get some of that. I bought sweet berry wine. I got some blueberry wine today. Mm-hmm. Just just to have. That sounds good. It, yeah. They did, they had that at the LC. They did. They had this. Uh, I think it was called Muskoka Lakes, and as a blueberry wine. I am putting this down. Muskoka. How do you spell that? M-U-S-K-O-K-A. Yes. Hmm. It's, yeah, it's one of those names. It's one of those hard to spell. What is it, from a Native American uh, kind of heritage or something? Yep. We've yes. got lots of those names here. Oh, uh, yeah. Lots of those, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, Ontario is, is a Native word. Hmm. It is, yes. Yeah. We had like Nashua, you know, Nashua, New Hampshire was a city around where I grew up. I lived in Nashua for a while. It's another tribe. Nashua. Is that, is there an H? Is there an H in there? Yeah, but it's spelled with an N, not a K. So it's N-A-S-H-U-A. Oh, okay. Oh, Nashua. Yeah. 
I did some research uh, a little while ago. I was reading a lot about what the the local uh, the tribes were. You know, they and they have some of the languages you can go into. And at one point, I had a couple of the different word, you know, the nouns and verbs memorized. And I just kind of lost it over the years. But I used to really dig that stuff. So I'd go and especially because you could find it all on the internet. You, know, you can go find out what. How do you say deer in in uh, you know this tribe's language? And they they would have at least fragments of the language were were recorded. So they have a. Uh, you know references you get to it was all fun that is so yeah. that ontario, is so neat. ontario like is mostly oh i, oh, keep, I was gonna I say, say there's there's i should start taking uh start taking drinks like fletcher yeah, take a shot <laughs> those are facts and by facts i mean shots <laughs> yeah there's just there's so many lost languages it's and they're and they're all very quite quite fascinating hmm Fortunately, that's not exactly the case in Ontario, where <clears throat> other than other than languages spoken by tribes have like completely been wiped out or assimilated, <clears throat> languages are all quite alive. Uh, mostly, mostly Algonquin tongues mm. here. Uh, what there, what there is, I mean, apart from around the. Uh, Around the Saint Lawrence and a bunch of a bunch of like British siding uh, Iroquois that we settled in uh, southern Ontario, southwest Ontario. Pretty much the whole area is Mississauga, and they are, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Ojibwe or Anishinaabe. I believe is their own word for them. Yeah. I've, I've, a lot of these, like Algonquin, I, that, that was one of the languages I remember looking at was, and, and because they were also in the New Hampshire area too, if I remember that, uh, they have sort of maps they've built up over, oh, well, we found these artifacts, we think we're from this tribe, okay, and here's the area they were in, and I think it overlapped, uh, New Hampshire. Also, they, I think they were there when, yeah. uh, when the, the pilgrim showed up too, so that was the other clue they might have lived there. But, I yeah, recently the, found out the, the Algonquin oh, languages were very widespread. Mm. Likewise, oh, yeah. the Nadine languages, which have a demonstrated connection to a few languages found in central Siberia, of all places. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. So how you been doing, Carblanes? Have you been going, you've been going to bars and speaking to people in different languages. Is that what I've, uh, what I've heard? Yes, yes. In, in my, in my own podcasting uh, language and they, they didn't understand <laughs> what I was trying to say. And I didn't have a microphone to, to uh, talk to people. Yeah. And, and you uh, a soundboard problem. with the, yeah. And my whoop, soundboard, whoop. goofy yeah. stuff on it. Yeah. I was missing this. And this, of course, uh. I was missing that. <laughs> yeah. That's an important one to have. Here's the other yep. one. Yay! Don't forget my maps. Yeah, I am my uh, maps. That's a my maps. No, when you were talking about that on Hog Story, I started. I, I was so since we started doing Rare Encounter, this is yeah. my standard thing, and and I I've been to bars since this whole crap started, yeah. um, including some in the area, and I've been out with some friends and stuff. And so, ever since we started doing this podcast, my mm -hmm. typical thing I do when I'm when I go to a bar and I meet a stranger is, "Hey, how's it going?" I, I'm gregarious. I talk to people. I start rolling out rare encounter bullshit. I start bringing up our <laughs> topics, whatever we talked yeah. about on the show in the last two weeks. Oh well, you know, you know, I'm I'm giving them all the lines and the the trivia we talked about on the show. It's, it's worked pretty nice. well. Oh, that's that's excellent. So, uh, I hope you, I you had a better, much better I, reception. 
than I did. <laughs> I should start trying that when I start getting out of the house again. See if I can pick up any girls. Hey, I'm a podcaster. Want to yeah, hang out? Yeah, it's and so you talk about well, you know, there's a there's a district the, the potato industry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or or talk about distributed social networking. Have you ever thought about impaling that, a moose really, on a street That'll car. really get them interested. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, well. Have you heard of Mastodon? <laughs> Have you heard of Mastodon? It's, yeah. it's Twitter, but it's better. Oh, that, well, that's pretty much how I do describe it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm on two instances. It's no agenda social and shit poster talk. <laughs> so wait a minute. Wait. So let, I, well, on the Fediverse, I'm kind of a big thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm big in the Federation. Federation. <laughs> the Have the rank you. of Rear Admiral. <laughs> giggity, giggity. Rear Admiral. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so there's been some, uh, there, there was an old show I'm in uh, Austin, Texas, and I never saw it, obviously. It was in the 90s, but it was a public access show called Raw Time. Um, you ever heard of this? <laughs> There were some clips about it. They they were circulating some years ago. I've seen them before, but for what what I don't know where this comes from, but they've been popping up more and more now with people linking and talking about the the video. And so Raw Time was a um, music video show on public access, and so they would have a host who would um, come up and they talk, they play some videos, and then they had a call in line, and you could call in and uh, talk to the host. And on this one instance, they had a fill in host. Um, and then they liked her enough, they gave her her own show one one episode, and it was the show runs like midnight to 3 or 4 a.m. or something like that. It's one of these overnight things. <laughs> and so I think her name was Tiffany, I think. was, And she's like this super goth girl who is, oh. she's just answering the phone, and every single person who calls up is like, hey, uh, you want to fuck? And she's like, uh, I'll think about it. Click. And she keeps going through the deck. So I, I went and clipped. And she's nonplussed through this whole thing. You know, she just keeps going from caller to caller to caller. She's a yeah. real this trooper a with this shit. Lip. Uh, absolutely. And so I, I, I got a couple of clips of that for uh, for raw time where she's uh, just taking some calls. Okay. Raw time. Hey, do you have any Kid Rock, Limp Biscuit, or Tool, or Screw videos? Um, we do, but I don't think we're going to play them ever. <laughs> Rock time. You're an ugly ass stupid bitch. You sound stupid, ho. Ho. Stupid. Sorry. <laughs> Raw time. Can you play some quattro faux pas? You delicious little cunt. Ooh, gooey. Yeah, baby. Gooey? <laughs> Raw time. Hey, do you have any sparkle horse? A what? Sparkle horse? Gee, not- uh, I don't know about that. Raw time? You trashy bitch. That's me. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> and, and she's she's a pro. She just rattles this stuff off. She goes through all these stupid uh, th- through all these callers. They're great. I, I got another. Here's a follow up. Raw for time. Like to eat your pussy. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Raw time. Hey, what's up? Nice. hey, what do you think of the videos? Oh, it's pretty tight, boy. What's up with you? Not much. <laughs> okay. Raw time. Hello? Hi. Uh, what are you doing there? I'm sitting pushing buttons pretty much. What are you doing? Uh, watching this dumbass show. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are doing that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? She's, she's a pro. She's an oh, absolute she's a pro. pro. 
Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. They they made a mistake halfway through. Like if you watch the whole video, halfway through they bring up some some guy who's a drummer in a band. He's like, yeah, I'm I'm here to like fight these people off who are, who are harassing her, and it ruined the hat the whole show because it oh, was yeah. hilarious when it was just like losers calling her and she's shutting him down. <laughs> so, but He's, it, he was probably sick and tired of hearing this woman just shutting everybody down. So, you know, they just sound like a bunch of really cool, nice guys, you know, <laughs> they just want to eat her pussy. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, who yeah, can't blame him for that. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Yeah. So, so she was, she, so he wasn't into that. So he had to, he had to put a stop to that. It, he had to white knight. That's what he did. He came on and he was trying to white knight and he didn't belong is what ruined the half, the other half of the thing. But this reminded me of something I vaguely remember on FM radio, um, where you had the midnight, like fucking off the wall call in show. Um, where just anything like drunk people would just be called, hey, how's, how's it going? And they <laughs> and they would put these people on air, and it was just a, a laugh riot fest, you know. As it, that kind of thing in any of the radio markets I've lived in in the past decade, it doesn't exist. I, I just vaguely remember the end of it um, in the Boston radio market, maybe when I was, I don't know, 11 or 12, probably a little too young to listen to it. <laughs> but I had an FM radio, so I got to. Oh boy, and and so the, some of that reminds me of you know Nick the Rat and Hog Story and some of these other shows where it's just like hey, give us a call, we'll put you on the air, and you get all you get all kinds of crazy things. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a Nick the Rat sort of thing mm. with like him actually taking live calls and people being like saying all sorts of weird shit uh, and then just and you never and then know Nick just like hanging up on them. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Here's the uh, here's the last clip. We can wrap this a uh, little Raw bit time. up. Do you have any emotions, you dirty little bitch? I think I used to, but <laughs> raw time. Say, how can you do this show when all these people are calling up and cussing at you and everything? I don't know. It gets me off, though. <laughs> yeah, we just have to fuck off. Okay, thanks. Raw time. <laughs> Hi, we all play scar tissue. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe if you're lucky. Will you have sex with me? Um, I have to think about that. Raw time. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Are you a lesbian? Uh, sure. Are you? <laughs> no. That's too bad. Raw time. Hey, how about them spurs? <laughs> okay. Raw time. I'm masturbating right now. Well, I think a lot of people are. <laughs> oh boy that's raw time wow. for you that's tiffany on raw time in 1999 oh uh, that's great uh, i think cold ass could could confirm this have you noticed a lot of radio shows now they are taking calls or they have the dj talking to callers now not like an extensive kind of like that rapid fire um that tiffany's do, was doing in the 90s not really. I mean, I've noticed that uh, that like mostly I just listen to Q one oh seven. Oh, and okay. I do okay. know I do know that there are sometimes where some of them will say something and then they'll take text messages or they'll accept a call or two to talk about that topic. Yeah, yeah. I've just noticed it more than maybe in the past. Like, oh, we want to talk about uh, this subject, and then, you know, you can call us and tell us your, your thoughts. And yeah. yeah. There's the DJs ar- are running out of ideas, maybe. Well, they, they really are. There's an art form to that, too, though, that, that was explained uh, 
I can't remember. It was it was like WFMU or someone. I think it was the one where they had they were talking about how to produce these sorts of call-in shows. And they had a, a cons- one of their their sticks on their show is they brought a radio consultant in on the air, and that they said, <laughs> "Yeah, well, this is show material. You know, we're gonna you're gonna come in, so we're just gonna have you on the air, and you'll tell us how to run our own show on the air." <laughs> and he and he was talking about. Well, you know, you can't let people on the air too easily. You got to make them, you know, really work for it. If they sit on hold a while, then they really want it more. And he has all this philosophy. <laughs> don't be afraid to hang up on guests. They like it. And it makes the show snappier. And and so he's given all this advice about even selecting topics. One of the ones I remember he gave was, oh, it's you got to have a vague topic to, to sort of fish for people to, to, uh, to call. Like, it's going to be like, we're going to have... A um, our topic tonight is blues and shoes, so you've got to have a story, you know, maybe uh, about something blue or about your shoes, you know, something everyone has, or skis and trees. You got to have tell us a skiing story or a story maybe about a tree that you like. <laughs> <laughs> this honestly, a little stupid advice, but is I still uh, I still remember. Uh, there's some truth to it. There's truth buried in it, you know. There is a little, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So you've been up to cold acid. The the coldest of acids. Work and trying to keep the house from falling down around me. Uh Uh-oh. I didn't have much Mm. of a weekend. But I I have started playing Doom Eternal again, and hopefully this time I will make it through. I don't like it as much as the as the Doom 2016 or the original Doom because it's it's not run and gun as much. It's more you've got to explore all these things and you've got all these stupid jumping puzzles and Ugh. shit and <laughs> puzzles. Like if I no, like if I want to play a game where I've got to like crawl around and jump around and and like find all sorts of things all over the place. There's already like Half-Life or Halo for doing that. For Doom, like, the whole idea is you just run and blast the shit out of the demons, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Doom Eternal is not exactly that. It, it, it's it got kind of the same flaws that, uh, that Doom 2 and even more Doom 3 had, where it's like, you gotta find all this stuff about the story and, like, you keep... In fact, at points, they, like, throw the shit right in front of you. They've got, like, cutscenes and and shit. It's not just, like, running around and blasting the fuck out of things. Now, Doom 2016 did have its share of cutscenes, and there was story stuff that, if you wanted to go out of your way for, you could look for and pick up. But in this, in Doom Eternal, it's like... If you don't go looking for it, they're still going to throw it in your face anyways. Because we got to have a story. We're Bethesda. Hmm. Right? And it's like, oh, there's the cute sneeze. Sorry. I don't know that was one. That was one. That was one. I'm sure there's more. There usually is. I I was sneezing in the LCBO earlier, and I'm sure that was the, the missing sneeze in the what just oh long beach the, california uh, what and oh <laughs> oh in the uh in the liquor store oh, uh, the, yes. yeah <laughs> liquor control board of ontario uh, yes so the so long, actually, yeah. <laughs> the long beach california 
So going back to Doom Eternal, there was yes. something I actually I actually came across uh, this week, and apparently they've been thinking about adding a female Doom Slayer. A Doom Slayer, Mrs. Who I'm who I'm calling Doom Girl, Mrs. Doom, Mrs. Yeah, Doom, yeah, mi- yeah. or Miss Doom, would Mr. They Doom, ha- yeah. Would the Doom Slayer own- does not seem to be the marrying type. He's more oh. the rip and tear type. Mm-hmm. No ring on that finger. Go check nope. it out. <laughs> Look at that first person view. You see a ring? Nope. Didn't think so. No. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Doom Eternal director Hugo Morgan confirmed that the introduction of a new Slayer, a female main protagonist, is something that they have considered in the past. The developer added that at having a new female Slayer would be more than just presenting a new playable character with a new appearance. I'd want it to be lethal, Martin said, via VGC. I think it's interesting how it would impact the glory kills, the kind of weapons that she would have, the fighting style. Anyway, I, I put the article in the in the uh, chat. And who knows, like, I'm not, I'm not against the idea, other than the fact that it does sound like pandering sort of thing, and I'm not big on that. But if they could actually, like, I don't know, Create it in a way that actually fits in, then, then I'd be cool yeah, with that. Yeah. And as Duodnum says, titty yeah, guns. A- I would be okay with that too. Hmm. I sent you both a uh, cold read. <laughs> it's in the form of a ping oh, file. Cool. On IRC. Oh, okay. But it's a, f- a fan fiction All for right. Oh, I know this. Wow! I, I don't ruin it. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> Dude, Dude I did I did a take on this for Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> Let's just read it. Do, who All wants right. to start? Since we're cribbing I'll, I'll hog stories, that. uh let's since, since, I, since I've read it plenty of times before, both uh both uh out loud and just on paper. Let's have Carolyn read it. Okay. Alright. Okay. It's Doom. I'll I'll lead you in. Doom. Okay. Doom. Repercussions Doom. of evil. John Stalverin waited. The lights above him blinked and sparked out the air. There were demons in the base. He didn't see them, but he expected them now for years. His warnings to Cernal Joson were not listened to, and now it was too late. Far too late for now, anyway. John was a space marine for 14 years. When he was young, he watched the spaceships, and he said to Dad, I want to be on the ships, Daddy. Dad said, No, you will be killed by demons. There was a time when he believed him, Then, as he got older, older, (laughs) he stopped. But now, in the space station base of the UAC, he knew there were demons. This This is is Josen. Oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to pick it up. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. This is Josen, the radio crackered. You must fight the demons. So John gutted his plasma rifle and blew up the wall. He's going to kill us, said the demons. I will shoot him, said the cyber demon. 
and he fired the rocket missiles. John plasmid at him and tried to blew him up. But then the ceiling fell and they were trapped and not able to kill. No! I must kill the demons, he shouted. The radio said, No, John, you are the demons. And that John was a zombie. Whoa! <laughs> what a twist! With a twist. With a twist. Uh, and at the boy. bottom it says, Amazing, it really is possible to be so bad you're good. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, boy. Well, here we go. I found it from 11 years ago on... My Tumblr, back when I actually had and used such a thing. You're a Tumblrina? I was. Oh, you had a Tumblr? Before, you didn't tell me before that. it became uh, SJW cesspool, mind you. I, I created Dwarf an account. Fortress. I think I posted one oh. thing, and then that was it. Like, <laughs> and it, I was like, what's this? And my friends was like, why don't you get a Tumblr? And I'm like, I'll guess, I guess so. And uh, I barely used it. Mm. Yeah. I actually had both a dead journal and a live journal, and I even have a DeviantArt account. Oh, boy. So, like, I've been around oh, yeah. back in the day. Yeah, I had a DeviantArt are account. You, are you Tiffany? <laughs> I am not am I? Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't have the right looks to be a Tiffany. Uh, okay. I, I don't have the big hoop earrings and, and the hair. I definitely don't have the hair. <laughs> Tiffany would have big hoop earrings. <laughs> She totally would. Oh yeah. Do you know yeah. where she bought that them? That is such a Tiffany thing. Do you know where she bought them? <laughs> Tiffany's. <Where>? Tiffany's. <laughs> hey, 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 hey! You know what makes a good gag gift? What? 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 A gag. Okay. Oh! <laughs> uh, oh. Okay, Dad. Okay. <laughs> All right, what do you got? You got a Tumblr post you want to share with us? Yeah, so so my Dwarf Fortress one. Yeah? Dwarf Fortress, repercussions of elves. <laughs> is, this is, a, is this a mod? It, it is, it is, no, it is, it is me taking, taking like doom repercussions of evil and editing it just enough to make it uh, based on Dwarf Fortress instead. Are you putting this in the show notes? Yes, I'm going to link to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to paste that in the in the troll room right now. Woo! Repercussions of elves, random musings of an unhinged mind. Yay! Speaking of no. uh, unhinged minds and things that are so bad it's so uh, good. Uh, last episode we had uh, John Fletcher on. And we were talking yes. about clips of. We did. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, we, yeah. I was listening, and you were there, and Abel Kirby was there, and I was there, and then we yeah, had. No, yeah, you weren't there. Fletcher does Hog Story with. I was there in spirit. I was listening. I was listening. Those are facts. Okay, true enough. <laughs> <laughs> we we I had some clips I brought to the show, and uh, I was reprimanded. Do you remember? You reprimanded me. Yeah. Because I because didn't clip. Didn't have the clips. The big mm, green Dragon Ball clip. clips. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, got the dragon. yeah. so I don't know. I got yeah. I got some clips from uh, from uh, the big green dub of Dragon Ball. Uh, it was one of the movies for Dragon Ball Z. Got licensed to a different company than it usually went to, and so it was mm -hmm. dubbed by people who didn't couldn't pronounce the characters uh, and place names very well. And 
you know, completely different voices. They change famously uh, Piccolo's name from Piccolo to Big Green. And so he had, uh, you know, this was Big Green's voice. <laughs> I want a bean. Let's have it. Big Green! <laughs> oh! <laughs> he just said some, like, weird shit like that. Big Green. None of this is good. <laughs> no, none of it's good at all. And they had some. They had some other, you know, weird things they did with the names. Hurry up! We're leaving. Well, come on, we're waiting. We're going to Planet Vegeta. Vegeta, 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 Planet Vegeta. Fetija, but maybe I'm thinking about Feta a lot. <laughs> uh, no, that was that was Vegeta is how Veg- Veg- Vegeta's character is, and so he had Freezer made up his mind to destroy the planet Vegeta. Freezer. <laughs> Goku's father, Bardock, showed up just in time to foil his plans and take him on in hand to hand, one on one combat. <laughs> oh boy. And it's Vegeta. What does the scouter say about its spice level? (laughs) (laughs) Ole, ole, ole! (laughs) (laughs) What, 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 what? Uh, That's what he says. I don't know. I got a bunch of these. I don't know if I can play them all. Give us back the real big green. I want the magic stick. Now I want total Okay, I think I think that magic stick one episode <laughs> would be a great clip. <laughs> I want the magic stick. Stop this! Give us back the real big green. I want the magic stick. <laughs> <laughs> there was another guy. They so in all of the creative choices they made, they made a very creative choice with this one character who, as he talks, he talks slowly, and then he talks very fast to catch up, and then he slows down. And it's like a guy with flutter and wow built into his voice. Lousy traitor. With that blow, I transmitted the power of precognition. It means that now you are able to know beforehand the ultimate future of your people. What? <laughs> of your people. What? <laughs> I, I love the, the creative um uh just the level of creativity the the voiceovers i mean i it's all dubbed right like yeah, it's, it's going from japanese to english and and it's just they they just take it to another level like the cartoon like you, you american cartoons like they don't they're they don't want to push the envelope like like the dubbing no, no, no. In, in, in the dub, you get, you know, you can do anything you want, including stuff like yeah. this. I'm afraid you are as weak as a little baby. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I shall give you the honor of observing my metamorphosis! <laughs> my metamorphosis! And as usual, I do nothing at all. Get ready, you ugly monster. Watch closely. I'll do a zigzag. In, out. Double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, they're so silly. The voices are so silly. It's great. Yeah, it's a great time. All right, that was, uh, that's the the famous big green dub of Dragon Ball Z. It was one of the movies, too. I can't remember the name of the damn movie. I, I looked at it yesterday. I just, it, this white claw. This was Britain only, right? No, I don't think so. I don't think they're British. Are they, do they sound British? Let me, let's find Let out. No, they don't, actually. Yeah. Yeah. 
That does, I don't think that's British. Is I think no. But I thought I thought I heard like this was like a British. A oh, British I, I might have misspoke. There were there were multiple dubs. Um, one of the one that called him Big Green was that one. There was also a British dub, um, but I don't have any clips of that. Ah, unfortunately. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> Those are fun okay. though. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, <well. laughs> Well, we had um, fun being for forbidden inside Baltimore. Also, cold acid, I never called you out for not knowing where I lived. I think it was on Grumpy Old Ben's. I'm not good with that shit. <laughs> we were doing this show and you were, I, this was, this must be uh, stuck in my craw because this was like two or three months ago. This might have been last year, <laughs> God damn it. Something like, oh, where's, I think it was Darren O'Neill asked you, where's Dar- Abel Kirby living? And you were like, oh, I don't know where he lives. He fucking lives by Bolt- between D.C. and Baltimore now. <laughs> okay, like, because because what I remember is when you were living in Colorado. Yeah, well. Because Colorado is a hard place to forget. Mm-hmm. But somewhere near the Beltway, like, that's just... Who wants to even remember anything in that area? <laughs> I live here, and I try and forget every day. Yeah, exactly. See? <laughs> so we had um, a, a story of uh, the strippers are on uh, having a protest outside uh, City Hall because they've opened up all the different restaurants. They've opened up mm-hmm. the clubs, including, as they say, the clubby clubs. Uh, oh, the dancing clubs. The, like... the only thing they haven't opened is the mm-hmm. strip clubs. And so they had Ooh. a press conference which was scheduled outside city hall we have mayor mm-hmm. uh brendan scott who's the newly elected mayor of baltimore oh um, freshly minted freshly oh, yeah. minted yeah oh. um and By they, the way, please, please tell me that one of the things they're chanting is something like down with panties up with poles they do chant <laughs> um i'll tell you what the chant is after we play some of these clips you can oh, hear okay. it in the background um but it's you can't hear it unless you're really listening for it so i'll tell you after after i play the clip the city's mayor, like he opened up everything. Literally, everything is open up. Even clubbing clubs is open up. What's wrong with a strip club opening up? It's definitely unfair. The photo that was released kind of wrote us off as an afterthought. It said it said live performances are permitted, but then it said excluding adult entertainment with no rhyme or reason why. People that work for us, which are over a hundred cooks, bartenders, waitresses, hosts security staff, managers, entertainers that rely on the income they make from their jobs. The mayor, as you know, has authorized all live entertainment except one industry. And I thought I was going to get this story and think, it's, oh, it's a funny story. You know, it's strippers protesting. Oh, it's got to be funny. But it turned out that as I started digging more and more into this story, it's like they've just been shut down for no reason by City Hall. They're shutting down... Um, for for uh, local political reasons, um, yeah, I have so, a theory. Like everything's open except their legs. It, it is. <laughs> it's actually one district in Baltimore that they call the block, which okay. is this block. It's literally a block where they have um, they have like a strip club that like uh, oh like Babe Ruth used to own, and then there's like four wow. or five other ones all in a row, and so there's one street, and it's like every. Every shop on every side of the street is a strip club, and they all compete with each other and everything. And they're, they've been uh, uh, sort of a, a sore 
uh, point for the city council of Baltimore. Apparently, since for the last 30 or 40 years, because they don't want him there. I mean, Babe Ruth was there. So where's that date to? Back to the, the 1930s? Before 20s? that? Yeah, 20s and 30s. Um, I think the story was Babe Ruth's uh, father actually owned the club, and then he was also oh. shot outside it in like f- the 40s or 50s Damn. or something like that. So that's a. Anyway, they don't like this place, um, and so I'm told there's been a vendetta against this district for a long time. Where and and it's just like, hey, you know, well, uh, you know, there's a virus, so maybe we uh, maybe we can open everything but you, you know. And they're using it as a their bludgeon to accomplish their other political goals, is what it sounds like. Um, I got w- one more clip just to oh, just to to tell you the thing they're chanting is, "Who are we, strippers?" What do we want? Our jobs back is is the chant. So it's not super it's not rhymey. Good. Yeah, but that's what they yeah. were saying. Uh, you can oh, hear okay. it in the back of last clip. Um, here's the the final one on here, which is uh, it's probably the when I heard this, I said I said, oh, this isn't a funny story at all. There are a lot of people's lives impacted. People have kids to, to take care of, you know. People have families, they have bills to pay. Like, and, some, and some dancers don't even qualify for unemployment. All of, a lot of us are single moms. We're paying for schooling, our food. I didn't get approved for medical assistance or any of that. I didn't get approved for any type of state stimulus check everybody got. We didn't get that. This is what we're here for. We're moms. We do what we need to for our children, for our families. Yeah. Oh. And so All the, because the mayor, newly minted mayor cannot be caught at that strip club. Nope. And he's a young guy, too. He's a yeah. he's a pretty young guy. He's got an afro, f- sort of famously, if you see a picture of him. He looks oh. like someone out of a Shimigami Tensei game. Like, he could be straight oh. out of one of those things. <laughs> you know, if he was in Persona 6, and he was one of the side, main characters, even, like, I wouldn't bat an eye. He's got that look <laughs> to him. <laughs> but... Yeah, that's that's, the, that's a that's a terrible story. That's not so. That's not nice. Yeah, to those ladies. This the second the deeper thing. I I I need to apologize to Coldass because I gave him shit about bringing up a political topic before we started the show, <laughs> and then I went and did it myself. Yeah, yeah. I was so, going to talk about Doctor Seuss. Yeah. So okay, you can bring up Doctor Seuss after this, um, and it, because I I was going to bring this up anyway, so I should have given you shit about it, but the. Um, the other thing that was going on is in local politics. Ever since I moved to this area, someone in the Baltimore City District is being arrested. Like the last two mayors left the office in handcuffs for corruption, for doing. Uh, speaking of Dr. Seuss, here's your segue to Dr. Seuss. Is the last uh, mayor that we had was I think the interim mayor for the last one who got arrested, and she was selling her children's books to herself with government's funds. So she wrote a book, and then she had the government, which she controlled buy a shitload of them and then put them in her office and handed them out to people for free and uh i don't know i guess that's okay if it, it apparently the uh the uh attorneys generals uh didn't uh think that it was such a good idea for her to be doing this and so she ended up getting uh convicted and she's serving a sentence right now so Anyway, the stripper protest showed up the same day the press conference they were disturbing was a another announcement about this local uh, local politician who was doing things like charging their own travel uh, for personal reasons against uh, their their uh, 
their government account and then doing things like paying their personal lawyers out of state funds and all kinds of crazy shit like that. And so just convene the, the other side of it is, you know, just sort of conveniently, all the strippers showed up right when they were doing a, uh, a press, uh, press release about that. So I don't know if it was, mm, yeah, it's like, the sounds whole like thing a distraction. Yeah. 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 But the, yeah. then when you listen to the strippers talk, you say, okay, they're not, yeah. uh, Bias. They, I think, I'm looking at the pictures of them. I put some pictures in the show notes. Mm-hmm. They have their signs. Some of them are hand drawn, and it's just, yeah. we just want to work. Do you hear yeah. us now? Open the club, shorty, is what one of them said. <laughs> yeah, nice. I saw that so. sign. <laughs> but that was that was my bit. And uh, there's, there's your local news update from Baltimore. That's what's going on in the uh, in Charm City. Yes. I actually didn't have anything really prepared about Dr. Seuss. Oh, I was fuck just going to bring it up and we'd, ah! talk, and we'd all just talk about it. So, with you going on, like, like I'm going to let you talk about Dr. Seuss after this. And, like, oh, fuck. Because I was going to prepare Jesus a bit more until you, said, until you said, well, let's drop the topic. And then I just deleted it from my uh, ah. headings list and didn't bother grabbing anything to bring up. <sighs> I'm just going to resign. <laughs> Those are facts. Uh, boy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right, so who has the segue? Oh, brother. Who has the segue? <laughs> oh. Carolyn, what's well, going we on? We haven't talked about anime yet. Oh, I'm yes. trying to get through a whole episode without doing that. I, 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 um... <laughs> I do want to... Uh, it's not happening. Um, I'm not allowing it to happen. I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to... If uh, I'm, if I'm mention- watching Prisma Ilya, then I have to share that with you. <laughs> um, on uh, for Thursday, for Hog Story, uh, we do not have a guest. And um, I, we Fletcher and I wanted to have either one of you on the show on... On Thursday, um, I don't know if either one of you are available, um, but I was thinking maybe we could. I'm we could, always uh, available. Well, that's excellent. That's great. That's great. <laughs> well, my schedule is booked. I have a lot of people who care about me. You know that I have to go uh, making deals and doing all kinds of stuff. Wheeling, dealing. Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I, I was hoping that this would be decided by uh, a D20. A D20? Yeah. What's the, um, D, what's the D stand for? My I, dice I are was... all upstairs. Oh, okay. But the... <laughs> I was getting my song ready. Oh, you're getting your song it's a, it's a ready. 20 si- it's a 20-sided die. <laughs> it's, that, it's, a, it's a D&D thing. I, I, thought it was a, I thought it was very common to call it a D20. D twenty, D twenty. I thought that's what it. Was. Yeah, that, that's oh. generally what's referred to a D twenty. Oh. But yeah, okay. it's a twenty sided die. No, yes. I have to. I have to work late tomorrow, so it's not me. The Sorry. interesting oh, is okay. the interesting thing is the D one hundred, because the D one hundred is actually two dice, one which is the one for the ones digit and one for the tens digit. Oh. So you'd roll the two of them. And they'd be different colors, or one of them would have, like, would be, like, 10, 20, 30, and so on, up to double zero. So you'd roll both of them, 
and then you'd say like, okay, I've rolled 33. I've got 30 on the on the 10s die and I got 3 on the 1s die. <sighs> oh, okay. There are actual D100s where it's a single die with 100 faces, but the thing's practically a golf ball. Yeah, oh, I would wow. think so. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. But that's great. We could have cold acid on the show. We got we got to have you Abel Kirby on the show again. We had such a great time and I know you had some science stuff you wanted to talk to Fletcher about. Oh yeah, it's we got to get in. There's new LIGO lab shit. Yeah, I'll give you the teaser. We got some new gravity wave uh lab developments. Um we've got some topics about light with orbital angular momentum, which is a new kind of light which was uh, confirmed, a uh, new polarization scheme for light. Is some interesting uh, applications in uh, fiber optic communication. We've got, um, I don't know, what else? Airy beams and non-diffracting rays. There's all kinds of shit I've been reading up on a lot uh, <laughs> that I want to... I need a way to regurgitate this out to the public so I can... Uh, I don't know. If he, if someone thinks it's interesting, then yeah, I'll come on your show and <laughs> spill my <laughs> spaghetti about it. Well, we'd love to hear it. I, I, that sounds so interesting. Hmm. Yeah, some other time. Um, yes. We'll, let's make plans uh, later on. We'll make plans. Yes, we'll make plans. We make plans to do that for sure. Um, I wanted to talk about that uh, Magna. Magna. Am I pronouncing that right? That you had sent me? Manga? Manga? Yes. Yes. Indeed. Um, yes. Uh, the 3D hockey. <laughs> the 3D <laughs> hockey. really, really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it better than the other one you see. The other story. The other story sounded very painful uh, and it, <laughs> with a fever. <laughs> but there, I mean, I, I thought it was very funny so, also. So I'm, I'm taking that you read the Shintaro Kago manga that I sent to you. Yes. yes. Uh, who's, by the way, one of my favorite, uh, favorite authors. <laughs> I don't know how, what that says about me, but I do enjoy his work. <laughs> it was very funny. So, so, so Carolyn, how would you describe, yeah. uh, how, how would you describe 3d hockey? What is the, uh, the how and what of the future of sports? Oh, the, the future of sports, uh, it is up in the air and there's, a, uh -huh. there's a lot more feces, uh, than blood involved. And, um, there's, there, the, as hockey players, uh, they're, they're moved by, by the fecal matter that is, that is jammed in their ass and they're just, they're shitting it out and they're <laughs> moving around in space. Woo! Uh, it was... <laughs> It's hilarious. It's it's very funny. Um, <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> no, I said Carolyn. I don't. I don't think anything else could be said about it. Than that. Cold, cold. Are you familiar with Shintaro Kago at all? No, and I I feel like that's a good thing. He's a he's a guru artist. Uh, and he writes manga. Oh God, yeah, yeah. And no, no, thanks for guru. So I so I sent Carolyn uh, some uh, some choice stories that he that he wrote. <laughs> good Lord, <laughs> including. So I was I was talking to I was actually hanging out with Sir Spencer. I was I'm sorry, Carolyn. No, for whatever I reason, have stopped him. For whatever reason, it came up, and I said, "Oh shit, I should send that to Carolyn and make her read it." <laughs> <laughs> so we did so i did and uh we went and uh so the the how and what of sports in the future mainly revolves around olympic events powered by feces 
<laughs> yes, yes, like, much powered by feces. And so there's people in, in zero gravity. How do you get around? Well, you poop. Yes, Projectile you poop, poop to, to shoot yourself around the, uh, <laughs> the hockey field. Good lord. And then they had... Uh, the other story was my favorite, though. A closed hospital was the... Uh... Yeah, yeah, and, closed and hospital That was, was too much for you. You didn't like it at all? I I liked it. It was, um, well, the, 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 the fistula, that sounds very painful. Like, it's a very, that's a very painful, it's, um, if, it, if people the don't know what The anal fistula. The anal fistula, that's, um, uh, that is, def- oh. that is, a. Uh, uh, it's a it's a sack in the in the of, that is built up like it's built up of like pus and liquids and um, that <laughs> those are facts yes yes and it's just and it just gets bigger and bigger and like it it's supposed to pop like the but. Um, it's it's a uh, very painful. So the very con- painful. we just bring some context to this. This is the story of the future of the libertarian future, where uh, the different districts and hotels and hospitals all declare themselves independent nations, and then hundreds yes. of years in the future, you have the one hospital, the closed hospital, who's decided that uh, they're an independent nation, and so you have the. The the seventh generation hospital manager of the hospital manager's family <laughs> runs the hospital. There's all the the patient families are the races, the different races of patients. So there's like the fever family. Oh yeah, the they, fever family, the broken they, bones uh, the broken family. Bones family. <laughs> oh they just God. they're the the descendants of the patients who had broken bones. Yeah. And they just they just have broken bones and they're born like that and then the patients have have babies with the patients and the doctors have babies with the doctors. Ah, so and the ultimate taboo. Our yeah. child was born operating on itself. <laughs> Whoa, yeah. That was crazy. This is how you're trying to get me to stop talking about anime on the show, isn't it? Oh, that's the plan. It's all blood and guts. It's it's, it's like really uh, detailed uh, depictions of anatomy. So this whole thing is uh, is fantastic. Don't read it if you're squeamish or do. <laughs> this is good. Or do I mean if you're into that? But it's uh, yeah yeah. If you're squeamish, yeah, that might it might not be uh, for you. Um, but like I I luckily I I have a stomach for it um but yeah, yeah the 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 fistula the anal fistula that's uh that sounds very painful <laughs> so By the I know way, what anal it is fistula does sound like it would be a good name for a band mm, yeah. oh absolutely yeah yeah so, I'm, I'm sure there's there is a band called that I hope so there so is. in in this story they have the uh the heiress to the anal fistula family <laughs> Descendant of the anal fistula patients, and and she's being uh, all her suitors are showing up at the uh, at the 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 Don's house. Yes, we're here to marry your daughter. Look at my anal fistula, isn't it so great? (laughs) (laughs) He goes, "You call that little pimple an anal fistula? You should look at what this is." Good lord. <laughs> this whole thing's fucking fantastic. It's great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, Duad Num. It, it's burn lotion on the junk. Burn oh, yeah. Burn lotion, lotion on, the on the junk. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I, I, there, I don't think there's a cream for a fistula. I think you just you wait it out. 
<laughs> so they drain it, maybe? Yeah, they drain it. Yeah, yeah. they drain it. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are facts. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways. Anyways. Can, anyways. Yeah. Moving on. If we can get on something uh, less disgusting. <laughs> You're on the rug podcast for that. <laughs> I still have to bring up. I still have to bring up this episode of uh, Prisma Ilia Two Way Hertz that I watched over the last week. The Two Way Hertz. I'm holding out yeah. for the Three Way. <laughs> three Way Hertz. Well, that <laughs> given how the story goes, that could happen sooner or later, anyways. <laughs> but yeah, all right, tell me more. What do we got? What do we got? Forbidden love. Forbidden love. You know, girls can't love girls. No. That's forbidden love. Yeah, so so like it's been it's been hinted at in previous episodes, but one of Ilya's friends is a total Fujoshi. And have you ever heard that term before, Carolyn? No, no. No, no. Okay, no. it it means it means a rotten girl. And Oh, okay. It's because it's what used to be called what used to be called fag hags. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know that term, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So in Japan, there is like this whole, there's like this whole subculture in anime fandom of these mm -hmm. girls who are like super obsessed about uh, about boys' love. Okay. Yeah. And so and so there's this girl, and there's another friend of theirs. Who, after seeing Ilya forcibly kissed by Kuro, who is like Ilya's kind of clone, mm. has started walking the path of the lily, which is more or less Japanese metaphor for lesbianism. Mm. And she starts writing. She starts writing uh, BL fan fiction, and well, there there's going to be some pictures in the show notes, but. Uh, it's it was pretty hilarious actually watching this and seeing the expressions in it and and it's like at the same time I'm like oh god why is this happening <laughs> because I, and because I've ha I'm having to suffer through this thanks John C Dvorak I'm making the rest of people suffer hmm. too <laughs> I, I'm going I'm going to I'm blaming all of this on on JCD. Because it was him saying that I should watch and write a report about the first season of this show that led to me actually watching all of this. Mm. Oh, okay. You know, the yes. first taste is free. That's how the uh, dealers work. Yeah, yeah. First, are, are you first saying? Are you saying that? Free. Are you saying that John is like the uh, <laughs> an, the bad anime equivalent of a drug dealer? I'm saying hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> and and he does he does watch shows uh just like the first uh, first season which i i i'm okay with that that's uh, i think <laughs> i watch a lot of shows like that <laughs> yeah i i've 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 sunk to the depths i'm watching the whole thing through because at the at this point i might as well Jeez. None of this is good. None of this is good at all. <laughs> Those are facts. Hentai, and it's art. <laughs> oh, boy. I got a Higurashi. It's not actually hentai, though. 
I got a Higurashi update, and it's still... Well, I think we got three episodes left in the whole season. Uh, maybe actually in the whole series, it's going to end really, really, really soon. Um, so we had, you know, this... The looping stopped. And it turns out the reason uh, it, it looks like the all the characters have been stuck in a time loop since the 80s or whatever. And then one episode, they, they start getting older. <laughs> this has never happened before. And then instead of being in middle school, they're in high school. And then they after that, they're... they're um, you know, having all these other things. And what happens with one of the characters in the last episode is she has a, a vision from a character from Umineko, actually, from a different series. So it's like, oh, it's like a crossover episode or something. Shows up in a, in a vision and says, yeah, well, you know, you can reset everything if all you, ha all you have to do is die. <laughs> and so she goes and she's, you know, this character, Sada, goes, she feels like she's betrayed by her friend. And so she goes and she says, well, uh, next time I won't let you deceive me or whatever. And she drops a chandelier and they both splatter. <laughs> and that was the end of the damn episode. So it's like, what is going to happen next? Higurashi is the gift that keeps on giving. This uh, It's been the highlight of this whole season for me. So, And last season, too. Yeah. I've been going for a little while. Ah, uh, yeah. But looking at these first few pictures that you have, that totally looks like it was like... 3D. It was done 3D. Yeah, the uh, scene that you're seeing in the top couple pictures, it had all these really cool crystal shards that were flying through. The two-dimensional, you know, the image capture that I did doesn't doesn't do it justice. The visuals in Higurashi Gao look really freaking good. And the yeah, I mean, looking at looking at those five versus the rest of your screenshots, it's like. The, the rest of them you can tell it's like uh, it's like it was drawn right it yeah the, fir the first yeah. five look like those look like all those shows that do like the cheaping out with the 3d effects to to like have have it, less animators actually working on it it the whole yeah. scene had this really cool um look to it uh it's not captured for just for those first five shots you should watch it. It really looks cool with all the, the shards flying through and, and flying in front of him, behind him and everything. It actually looks really cool. Well, they can do that and still have, like, the characters properly drawn instead of 3D animated. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's a negative at all. I think it's fine. I don't, uh, it, I don't mind them using a 3D reference or doing cell shading. I think that is uh, appropriate to, uh, to do, and I'm not going to complain okay. about it. By the I way, the, the one picture that is definitely going into the show notes is the JoJo reference. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was the meme that came up after with the chandelier about to hit him in the head. Carolyn, did you get that <laughs> link that I sent you with all the show notes in it? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the at the at the cells. I, I see I see a hand underneath a a chandelier, and there's a lot of blood. Yeah, uh, that's uh, it. <laughs> yeah. And there's just this big dust, and everybody's just staring at it. Like, if, uh, what are we gonna do? If you refresh the page, it just blew up that last photo in there, so it's super big. Oh, okay. It's a. Uh, <laughs> it's this. It says to be continued. It's like a. Um, it's not quite black and white. What do they call it? Uh, sepia tone? Yeah. It's where, a, oh, okay. Where it has... I'm going to re refresh this. It's the frame right before the chandelier hits him and it says, to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's, it's a take on, like, how so oh, many episodes oh, yeah. of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure 
are cliffhangers, and they'd always have that to-be-continued arrow at the bottom. Yeah. And then what the, What was the song they played? <laughs> that song by Yes? Yeah, Roundabout. Roundabout by Yes. Oh, Roundabout. Ra- roundabout in the first season. Uh, the second season, which was the first part of part three of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, it was the bangles walk like an egyptian walk like an mm. egyptian uh it was uh something like not long train running um it was for the for the third season the second part of part three uh, well it was pat metheny it was pat metheny band hmm. i don't i'm not familiar with them that. at all i don't know who that is no i don't know who they are <laughs> You, no, you've you've no, definitely no. heard Pat Metheny music, uh, Carolyn, probably. Because Fletcher is Fletcher has played it, yeah, uh, probably on the, on the stream like before shows. Yeah, it sounds familiar. I just I just don't I can't place a song. Uh, my yeah yeah, <laughs> not off the top of my head. <laughs> for part for part four and season four of the show is uh, I can't I don't remember the name of the band or the song, but. Ooh, I want you. I don't know if I need you. That's all. Oh, Savage Garden. Is it Savage Garden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know the name of the song though. And then I want you by Savage Garden. Yes. That's ooh, oh, I want you. you. Yeah, oh, I need yes. you. Yeah. <laughs> and then for part for part five, which is the last one that they've done so far, is. Uh, I forget the name of the band, but the song is Freakin' You. Hmm. F-R-E-E-K apostrophe N space oh. Y-O-U. So this oh, is no. bringing up an interesting topic for anime, which is that when it gets localized to um, any country in particular, but uh, well, let's talk about the United States and, or Canada, you know, region mm-hmm. one kind of stuff. Canada's region one, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. So yeah. when they do the Region 1 releases, they would usually change, uh, or every once in a while what would happen is the Japanese version had a really cool pop song as an intro or an outro or something like that, and then they wouldn't mm-hmm. be able to afford the license for the localization because the market so much, or was so much smaller. And they would just cut it. They replace it with some other, you know, uh, commercial royalty-free song instead. It was fucking bullshit. And so you had yeah. stuff like Eden of the East, um, which which was an anime. It was set in Washington D.C. Um, and so it was set on like it opens on like the National Mall. <laughs> and, <laughs> and anyway, the opening song for it was a song by Oasis. You know, the English, the rock group. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was Falling Down, uh, which was one of their newer songs at the time. And when they, and so when I watched the show, you know, the first season, everything, that was it. That was the opening uh, song. And it was this great fit theme. Everything was perfect. And then when it got localized, when they had the DVD release in, in America, they mm-hmm. had some other bullshit song that wasn't Oasis falling down. Oh, it was like, yeah, God because damn what, it. They, what they, yeah, what they normally have done. And maybe it's, yeah. maybe it's changing now with the bigger budgets where, where you're now seeing like Amazon and Netflix and Crunchyroll on the production committees is they would only license the music for Japan. And so yeah. then for, for these songs that, that weren't made in Japan originally, where they're able to get the worldwide rights for pretty much what they're paying just for the Japan rights. Mm-hmm. They don't get that. So they don't get that for 
for the shows, right? And they're, yeah. and they're licensing international music, and, well, in the sense of international versus Japan, right? I'm, I'm waiting for and you to so give them the example from Netflix. I'm waiting for you to give this one. In recent times? I don't actually have an example. But I have I know an example. Yeah. You do? Oh, yeah, okay. and I have one. Hit me with it. Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh-huh. The Netflix... So, Neon Genesis Evangelion came out in 1995, and it was the big hit show. You know, everyone's seen it. Whatever. <laughs> um, the ending theme to the song was Fly Me to the Moon, the Frank Sinatra song. But it was performed, oh. and, and for every episode, they would have all the girls from the show. The, a classic bit from anime I love. I wish more people would do this in uh, Western media. Is you have all the... All the cast of the show sings the ending song, and so one week it would be the this character sing the song, and then it, they'd have an episode with like Ray, who Ray was one of the characters, and she'd have her episode, you know, and then yeah. at the end of the episode she would sing the ending song. The, the voice actors would sing the ending song, and so they had a kind of a different rendition, a different cover of it for uh, for every time. Netflix fucking bitched out when it came to getting the rights to a Frank Sinatra song from what the sixties. Wow. And they replaced uh, he, it with well, some it, generic it bullshit It wasn't originally song. his song. Or, I didn't know that. But they yeah. uh, they if didn't get the rights it to it. ten years after. Yeah. Who did it, Darren? But I mean, like, yeah, it's, uh, it was a song written in 1954. Yeah. It, uh, what are we doing? Written by Bart Howard, per- originally performed by Kay Ballard. Kay Ballard. Kay uh, Ballard. I don't, I don't yeah. know no. Kay Ballard. Made Frank famous. Sinatra's version was from 1964. Made famous by Frank Sinatra, then. That's yeah, the one everyone thinks of. Definitely made famous by Frank Sinatra. So, mm. it, it, in, it was, fly me to the moon, you know, that, it, it, it was a perfect fit for the end. It had the right kind of melancholy to it, had the right kind of uh, emotion to it. It really worked well, and it was famously associated with Evangelion for two decades? 95 to when when did the uh netflix version of the dub come out i'm not sure but you the know. original the original north american release did have it yeah the adv uh 80 vision dub did the matt greenfield one did but <sighs> fuck it they and they replaced oscar with Tif- tiffany grant was was the voice english voice of oscar and uh, they replaced her with someone who i don't care about <laughs> i should get some more fucking oscar lang i mean it's that was what they aired on Adult Swim was the version with Tiffany Grant saying, What are you, stupid? <laughs> was her her <laughs> Anta Baca uh, catchphrase. That was her character catchphrase. Uh, Netflix, you son of a bitch. Fuck Netflix. <laughs> Fuck Netflix. Here, I got I got yeah. I got Oscar. <laughs> That was her Japanese voice. You don't, <laughs> have, you don't have her yelling Antabaka? <laughs> no, I don't think I do. Oh, you need to get a clip of that. <laughs> what are you, stupid? That, I need to get <laughs> both, the, the, both English and and Japanese versions of it. Yeah. There is the, the other good line. Here's the other one I should get on my board is the the one from uh, the Ray Ayanami, which is, What are you, riding his baloney pony? <laughs> <laughs> really indignant <laughs> voice she has as Amanda Wynn Lee Amanda Wynn Lee as Asuka performed by Abel Kirby <laughs> bravo alrighty we're going down the tubes oh we started down the tubes this show is one for the birds <laughs> well 
it is March. What is that? The Wim Wimex. How do you say that? The Mexican Women's Month. Wimix. Wimix. It's the Wimix. The women's mixer. Women. Women's mixer. So in honor of women's mixer, I got a new mixer. Yay! I thought that's what it meant, so I went with my gut. <laughs> you know, Good decision. Ma- you know, Mackie should be saying that on, like, an ad somewhere. <laughs> they should totally say that. Yeah, they should get me to say that on an ad for them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. What else do we have? We had some uh, some uh, topics we didn't get to. Some imaginary numbers. Imaginary numbers. <laughs> Physics. Yeah, so imaginary I, numbers. I, actually, I actually came across this. This morning, and I have no idea where you're going. By the way, I'm article. There's this article on Quantum Magazine, the Quantum Magazine website, right? Uh huh. I'm sure you've heard of it. No, you've probably <laughs> no. You've probably even read the. No, you don't know of Quantum Magazine. I Quantum no Magazine. Do, do, does it exist? Do we know it exists? Yes, it, exi- it <laughs> okay. exists. It's, okay. It's, I'm just. I'm just Quantum surprised that uh, that Abel Kirby. Seems oh, to okay. not know about this site. Oh. And yeah, so apparently there's a new experiment that demonstrates that there are there are problems in mechanic in quantum mechanics that don't work unless you're using the imaginary number. Now the imaginary number is the square root of negative one, and the reason it's imaginary is because such a number can't actually exist. And the thing is, imaginary numbers and their cousins, the complex numbers, which is which is the mix of a real number and an imaginary number multiplied by a real number, is that they make great shortcuts for for making calculations related to quantum mechanics, but they're not actually required. It's just that the math looks a lot nicer and can be calculated a lot faster with the use of them. Except that now it seems that somebody's come up with an experiment that demonstrates that there are situations where using real numbers just doesn't work, and we actually have to use imaginary numbers. So in a sense, reality may be at least partially imaginary. Hmm. Hmm. Just based on imaginary numbers. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. How many imaginary numbers can there be? Like, is that infinity? Like, can it go to from zero? Is there a zero? Does it start at zero? Or does it so start the, at, like, negative there's the ima- negatives? There's the imaginary number I, which mm-hmm. is the square root of negative one. And then complex complex numbers are essentially a real number plus the imaginary number times another real number. So you'll see things like 2 plus 3i, and that's a complex number. You can say that imaginary numbers are anything that's multiplied by i. So in, uh, in other words, the set of imaginary numbers is infinite. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay. Indeed. Mm. This is something that you, you get into when you take... Um, like circuit analysis, especially if you take AC circuit analysis, 
Um, and like uh, Cold Acid said, it's not necessary for the theory to work. So if you study AC circuits, you say, hey, you, you know, I don't know, I made uh, some circuit and I want to know what the voltage across the capacitor is, or maybe there's some RLC circuit or something like that. And the way that you find that out usually is by with complex number analysis. And so you'll, you'll ascribe, oh, well, there's a... Um, um, some voltage that's across it and i want to find out you know how does this uh, component whether it's a capacitor or some more detailed maybe it's a black box that just has a magnitude and a phase change and so what we do is we describe that in terms of complex numbers um you don't always have to use complex numbers though it's just sort of like shorthand that makes all the math easier there oh so you don't like, a, do like i long. said it's, it's yeah. a it's a it's a shortcut it makes it makes mm -hmm. the math look nicer and it's easier to work with there there is an extension to complex numbers i wonder if you know about uh cold acid uh which is the quaternion uh system yeah i've i've heard of them i've also heard of octonians the I, now i'm not aware of that so you gotta one up on me now <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a series I, of I, I eight went on, oct i went on something. like a sort of i went on like a sort of journey in this in the past when looking up quaternions yeah most people I, I, was I mean when i was looking up quaternions i was looking them up in in the sense that they're used in yeah, the, like 3d graphics graphics right? yeah yeah <laughs> and i i wound up with like the actual abstract math quaternions i'm yeah. like whoa this is some this is some wild that shit. is the good shit and That's then from there from there i saw that there's actually like if quaternion, if quaternion is four, well, there's also eight and sixteen out there. Yeah, and which is and so, if you have sixteen imaginary numbers plus one, isn't that seventeen dimensional space that it's describing? Because you have a real axis and then you have sixteen imaginary axes. Yeah, something like that. that that's what quaternion it, is. You got four. It's four dimensional space. You got a real axis, and then you got an I axis, which is imaginary one way, and a J axis, which is imaginary orthogonal to that. And then there's a third orthogonal axis, which is called K. And so you got yep. four dimensions of uh, of bullshit going on. Yeah, octonions, yeah. and from there, hypercomplex algebra. Well, it's all hyper complex once you go beyond once you go beyond like the imaginary. So quaternions, I think, are hyper complex. Octonions would are hyper complex. Anything beyond that, likewise. So let me uh, let me ask you a trivia question. This is a comp sci trivia kind of thing. Um, why are quaternions preferred over three D vectors in uh, in uh, you know game programming? I've forgotten. I was never really good with the 3D with the 3D development stuff. Oh. I'm more of a I'm more of an idea and tools guy. Like I can I can put together I can put together like the frameworks of stuff. I can do like the I can do like the game logic programming. Mm -hmm. But you stick me you stick me in front of like of like DirectX and or OpenGL and have me like actually throw triangles together and animate them and transform them That's all the fun and, stuff and i'm just like help no the 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 short answer <laughs> i'll give you is um if you want to find a unit vector in with normal vector arithmetic you have you know a 3d vector and so you got an x y z component let's say what you end up having to do is divide by uh 
the root of the sum of the squares. And so you have to do a one over the, the square root of all the three components squared to normalize it to that. In, in floating point arithmetic, if you have a floating point coprocessor, for example, back in the day, just I know this isn't modern technology. I'm just saying it for example. <laughs> um, you could add two numbers in floating point pretty easily. It's pretty fast and subtract them pretty fast and even multiplying them, that wasn't that bad. But as soon as you have to divide two floating point numbers, that takes a long time. If you want to find the square <laughs> root of one over a, uh, a floating point number, you're kind of fucked. It takes a... And, and so games like Quake... Um, every time you want to find out which direction, maybe there's a direction. Oh, Quake's uh, I, fun. Yeah, I want to know. I need to be able to compute those frames as fast as I can so I can render, you know, 30 or 60 frames a second or whatever, right? So you have to do all these operations really fast. And in, in back in the day, they had all these hacks where they would come up with the quick inverse square root was the famous algorithm that they had, where you could you could find out what the, the value is without actually computing it. It was this cool little hack they did at id Software. Anyway, it turns out with quaternions... That you don't need to find unit vectors. That if you have the four-term quaternion, you can use it like a unit vector, even if it's not, even if its magnitude isn't one. And and so, it, just to cut it all the long story short, you can avoid doing that math at all. Uh, and that's why sometimes it's better to have four four uh, terms in your vector instead of three. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Long story short. Yeah, I remember. And now I that remember everyone's tuned out. Fast inverse square root. <laughs> fast inverse square root. Yeah, that was. Uh, oh, God. What was it? You cast it, it actually, as a. You cast it, it as an unsigned integer already, and you shift it left yeah. and add some weirdo number to it and then you cast it as a yeah. floating point. Do Newton's method once and then you're done. And, that, and somehow that gives you the right answer. And the interesting thing is, like. Carmack wasn't the only one to discover this, but uh, he was the f he was the first one for people to where people actually knew about it. Yeah, and he just like came across it, right? It is like or his ended up working did, it out. I'm trying to think. I'm pretty uh, sure, like he's I don't think always he been it. like a heavy number guy. I, so, I think it was like, a guy on his team. Just to be clear, I, I don't think John Carmack came up with that. I thought it was a guy on his team, not him. Um, uh, I don't know his name, so I can't give him credit, but uh, just, or her name. I don't know if it's possible. Because everything that I've seen where, in terms of Quake 3, it's always been Carmack. Hmm. Hmm. But apparently, apparently this was, this was also originally, oh, I see here, it's saying that that Carmack demurred and suggested that was written by someone else. Charity Matheson. Aha. Uh -huh. Who's a assembly programmer. Oh, yeah, it and would be, right? Apparently apparently <laughs> the original authors turned back to going back to the age of the SGI Indigo, if not earlier. It could have been it could have been like back in, in the mid eighties where it was originally figured out. Jeez. Yeah. But it was like an it was like an independent discovery of it. Hmm. Well, I've got some. And yeah, uh, it's, it's it's weird. It, it's weird how it works. You end up you end mm -hmm. up like using the uh, using the floating point number as an integer, doing some doing some like weird I math with it, including it, including a shift and some multiplications, and then uh, throwing it back. As a float. Newton's method is in there once. It does one iteration of Newton's method. Yes, it does do that. I remember that. <laughs>
All right, I got some. I got some big green clips we didn't get to. Uh, let's let's oh, get everyone cool. back on board. So I got. Uh, <laughs> now, be, just before everyone tunes out of the show, I don't. So let me take a step back and say I don't yeah. know why uh, Grumpy Old Ben's always says, "Hey, this is the anime show." We're the, we barely talk about anime. We talk about potatoes. Okay. Potatoes, yes. We talk yep, about I math. We talk about science. Math. We talk about science. sociology. We started yes. this episode talking about Native American languages. We did, yes. And where they're spoken. Yes. So, yes. I don't know. Let's listen yeah. to some languages spoken by Chi-Chi talking with Goku about their son, Go- Gohan. Gohan. That's not all like right. you at all. You never see it my way. Usually you don't care about homework. Well, I changed my mind. From now on, I'm going to be a model father. <gasps> no! Wait a minute! Uh? Which is more important for your son, camping or his future? I can answer that with no hesitation. Mm-hmm. Camping. It's better for him. <laughs> 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 oh boy we have some excellent excellent voice acting from the big green dub we've got the let's what's this called have a nice trip to hell you could never stop this giant fireball goodbye superhero have a nice trip to hell to hell <laughs> to hell to hell uh, i think this is the last one this is a uh Hmm. I think this guy's gonna tell us uh, tell us something about his plan, or uh, maybe maybe the reason we'll never be able to stop him. I don't want your forgiveness, and I have no intention of leaving this planet. You still think you can defeat me and destroy the sacred tree? Believe me, you're wrong. You see, I just ate one of its fruit. Those are facts. <laughs> I just ate one of its fruit. I just ate one of its fruit. Ugh. Ugh. That's true. All right. What do you say we wrap up this uh, shindig? We got a couple things to do before we close, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Except yeah, we got to have our we got to have our weekly podcast report. <sighs> oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh this week in podcasting, <laughs> I guess is what I report on. We had uh let's see Hog Story had a uh Carolyn, you had your episode out 162 called Of yes. Lights. Of off off lights. Yes. Off lights. Off lights. I missed yes. an F there. I'm sorry. That's not like me. Oh. Oh no. Yeah. It's a off off lights. I usually um, get all the Fs. Y- you do. You do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds wrong. Uh. <laughs> yes, and and uh, we we had uh, a bunch of uh, Ted Cruz clips uh, on the show. Indeed. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did. He made a lot of Star Trek and Star Wars references. Do you think Teddy's trying too hard? <laughs> um, a little. I think that's him. He's just I, trying I think, hard. Do you think? I don't. You don't. You think a little bit disingenuous? Yes. Yeah. That's my feeling. Mm. Yeah. Um. I. Yeah. I think he he yeah. changed his behavior in the last couple of years. I remember what it was like in twenty fourteen and fifteen, and uh, he's definitely oh. different now. Um. Ever since he grew that beard, you know what? That's what it is. He was replaced <clears throat> with the evil alternate universe <laughs> version of himself, just like Kirk. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh yeah. Just like that bad episode of it's Star Trek. <laughs> All right, we had uh, Grumpy Old Ben's had uh, episode uh, 139. Alexa, ruin my privacy. Yes. Which is a fun episode. <laughs> it's a good one. It was. I like that I they do. I uh, to that one. Do, yeah. do. Oh, go ahead, Carolyn. 
Oh, um, did they, did they, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but did they take a hammer to uh, the Alexa yet? Has that been, uh, has it been done? No, Darren hasn't live? done that no. yet. Mm. We're waiting for that. But Maybe. We, did, we did get, yes. we did get serenaded by uh, Growly, at least on the live stream. I don't know if it made oh. it through oh. uh, with Darren and his sound equipment. Yeah, it, 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 you couldn't hear it, but they talked about it. That's the cat, oh, right? On the, oh. on the live on the live stream, yeah. you can definitely hear it yowling. Yeah, it's so I know they do post processing. He is a noisy cat. They do post processing processing that's a little different than ours. Um, but uh, all our compression happens. the The signal that you hear uh, coming through the live stream is yeah, it's actually the same one that ends up on the MP3. The only difference is we do uh, we do a skip silence process uh, just in case we pause for you know ten or ten or twelve seconds or something, which we sometimes do. Yeah, uh, yeah, it, yeah. It we've had it. we've okay. had our fair share of long pauses. But. And Darren's right, getting rid of those is a good idea. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever happen with no agenda because I know that Adam does not do that. Well, I don't no, think it'll ever get clipped out or when uh, or when John's connection drops. I've been meaning or clean feed fucks up. So coming up on uh, Nick the Rat tonight, he has uh, a song about a, a song about he has a show about healing, <laughs> healing, sexual healing, healing. healing. Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like a dog. Healing, just Paris, healing. Could... Paris Hilton's dogs are healing. Yeah. Oh, that kind of healing. <laughs> Heal. I don't know. <laughs> But Nick, Nick the Rat, I've been putting off. I had a, I wrote a couple of scripts for bits for him. I was gonna send it. One was, do you enjoy dead air? No, I don't dead enjoy dead air. No. <laughs> Listen to the Dark Sewer Network. It's your favorite place for dead air. So <laughs> 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 oh, I never got it. On t- I guess it's on tape now. This has been in the in the queue and it's been in the hopper. We to go for a while. And there's your podcast update for all the shows Excellent. going on on our our uh, unofficial whatever you call it. I don't know tribe. People like saying our, tribe. People like saying tribe. When, when like, do we uh, start abusing network? Matt again? Yeah. When when does the how, the how long Matt's do we with, give them? maps with Matt? <laughs> oh, I was I was gonna cut him a break because he actually did an episode. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring him up. Yeah, uh, he, episode the episode, four is the episode out. was out before last week. Everyone so. should listen to Maps with Matt. Uh, episode one, two, three, and four are excellent. Uh, I, I and then would... once you're done listening to those, start nagging him about episode five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what you should do is uh, get a stick, and when you see Matt, you'll <laughs> poke him with it. And then he will say, this is abuse. This is abuse. <laughs> this is abuse. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, but then when he does the he episode he'll thank say, you for the my abuse. Maps. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear oh dear oh dear what are we gonna do all right <laughs> who knows we are very closely approaching the render marker which was the the end of the last episode of rare encounter uh and i think that means that we have to uh, uh start closing the show up and so until next yeah. time, I've been uh, Abel Kirby. I've been Cold Acid. I have been Carolyn Blaney. Adios, mofos.